Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hello, listeners. Today, I'm pleased to share with you the second episode of NFT All-Stars, an original, experimental, eye-opening animated series from Coindesk. In this show, we mix some of the most important names in the emerging world of tokenized ownership with top talent, whose growing involvement will help define it in the years to come. You are listening to the podcast version, where we share extended cuts of our interviews built just for audio. On today's show, NFT art prodigy Fawocious shares his inspiring story of empowerment, fashion, and tokenized shoes with hosts Marguerite de Corcel, also known as Coin Artist, and Jason R. Bailey, also known as Art Gnome. Enjoy the show. This episode of NFT All-Stars is sponsored by TurboTax Live and Metapurse.fund. Hey, Fiu, I'm so glad that you were able to come on today to NFT All-Stars. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, it's great to finally meet you. I've heard so much about you and your work. I've read about it. I've been following you. I've been following your journey. It's been a crazy past few months for you. For everybody listening, I was wondering if you could just take us back a little bit to your story of being an artist. So what was your life like just before NFTs? And then what this has been like since you were introduced to NFTs and how that happened. So just before NFTs, I was posting art on Twitter for a couple of years. I started because I was a new kid at my school. I was in an abusive household and I had to move out. And when I moved, I moved to my grandparents' home. I switched schools. Everything I knew basically changed. And I was in middle school and everyone knew each other. Everyone had their little cliques that they formed. And I was the new awkward kid and I didn't have a cell phone. My grandparents couldn't afford a cell phone. They're like, why do you need one? So all the other kids could like be on social media, watch YouTube. And I couldn't do that. So I would just sit at lunch alone and draw all the time just to not make awkward eye contact with anyone. But the more I did it, the more I fell in love. And eventually I did get a phone and I was like, hey, I see other people post their art online and they sell prints and stuff. Maybe I can do that too. So I did that. I was doing that for years. And when I turned 17 last year in March, I had a physical painting I did and I made a little website. I posted the painting for $90 and I was like, oh boy, if this painting sells for $90, I'll be rich. Like, (laughs) I can't believe it. And no one bought it. (laughs) for months. It sat there for months. And I was like, 
I'm an artist. I got to stick to my high prices of $90. I'm not going to bring down the price. And one day it sold for the $90. I woke up, I checked the email. I lost my mind. I can't believe I sold a painting for $90. Pack it, ship it out. A few months pass and I get an email and it's the receipt of the painting. And the collector who bought it says, oh my God, I bought the painting. I love it so much. It's in my apartment. I love your art. I've never seen anything like it. I want more, except I'm not interested in physical art. I'm interested in digital assets. Do you know what NFTs are? And I read that and I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) What is that? He tried to scam me. And then I asked him, no, what's that? And he explained everything. He linked me to Super Rare. He wrote all this, like his thesis on why he believes in it so hard and why I should apply. And then I applied. And ever since that day, I just went on Twitter, followed Colby. He was like the first person I followed. And then from there, I followed other people. And here's where I am now. (laughs) I'm just curious, who were the first circles that you were introduced to in the NFT space? Like, who are your fast friends and your onboarding crew, your squad? Oh, my onboarding crew. First, it was just me being really shy and talking to Zach from Super Rare and just being like, I'm so anxious. It was Coldy. It was just like Coldy and then following Sarah Zucker and then like X Copy and then Hackatow and then being like, guys, I don't know what I'm doing, but hi, can we be friends? (laughs) Or like Trevor Jones and his wife. They were so sweet. They would give me like art lessons. We would Zoom every week and they would teach me about art history. And they're like, do you want to do art? You need to know art history. And I was like, okay. And they would teach me. And yeah, so all of those artists were so special to me and taught me so much. How long was it after this $90 sale to the Christie's auction? The $90 sale was like March 2020. And then Christie's was June 2021. I don't know the length. I don't know math. Yeah. <laughs> so you're not still in school right now, are you? No, I'm done with school. It was really weird. I was at Bitcoin Miami and I was like watching the graduation like happen on my phone. Like all the kids posting their like diplomas and the robes. And I was like, whoa, I just missed graduation. <laughs> but I'm here with all my NFT friends. It's supposed to be a Bitcoin conference, but all these NFT people are here. Whoa. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. What's the immediate like plan for your life? Are you going full-time art? Yeah. I need art. <laughs> art is me. It's I think about art all the time. If I don't do art for X amount of days, I get cranky. I'm like, I need to express myself. And I don't know what this is. I guess the feeling is passion. It's just me. And It saved my life when I was so sad and hated life and everything and was getting yelled at at home. Art was my friend. And I always want to do art. And when I look at my life and like career wise, like art is the only thing that makes sense. I sit in my house. My house looks crazy. I have writing on the walls (laughs) where I'm just writing my ideas because I can't help it. And it's all I ever want to do. I love it too much. Yeah. Art forever. (laughs) <laughs> so I guess like you put a lot of yourself into your work and also like your personal story is what a lot of your work is about. 
the Christie's auction, the Hello, I'm Victor, and This Is My Life series of five different pieces, all focusing on a year of your life and kind of your journey over those past like troubling years that you experienced. Can you talk a little bit about those pieces, like the five different ones and maybe thematically why, how they differentiated from each other? Yeah. So the Christie's collection, when I found out, like I was allowed, I had the Christie's auction or I didn't even have a date at first. They just said, yes. (laughs) I was like, oh my God, Christie's. Whoa. I didn't think I would ever have a Christie's auction till I was like super old or dead. Maybe I never would have one. I don't know. And the little art nerd in me was like, oh my God, I have all these textbooks where Christie's is in the textbook. And they said yes to me. And in that moment, I was like, oh, this is such a big deal. I'm so young. Now I know I was the youngest artist at the time, but I didn't know that. And so I was like, oh, I'm so young. I have this opportunity. I love art. It's with NFTs. I get to go to the mainstream art world and be like, hey, guys, look at this thing I believe so hard in. That's a big honor. And I was like, how do I do that honor justice? (laughs) And so I sat in my house and I was like, I have to say my story. I'm trans. And when I was a little kid, seeing like a transgender model who was just so confidently themselves, me being 12 and seeing someone trans just being like, hey guys, I'm existing. That inspired me so much to see that. And I was like, well, I don't know what's going to happen in the future, but right now this is my biggest opportunity to say that and to say me and to speak for the NFT space, to speak for trans people, to speak for kids who came from a household where they weren't accepted. And so I just sat and the five pieces start from my age at 14 to me now at 18 years old and just drew and wrote about each of those years and my self-acceptance, my dealing with my family, finding the NFT space. And it starts really sad, but it ends beautifully with how I am now so happy. And I write about how this space has like changed my life and how I've met people that make me feel understood when for so long I thought the world was just cruel that I would never meet anyone that got anything like me. But now I found my people. I'm talking to them right now. (laughs) I would have to share that like, for me also, it's been this ongoing journey of finding my people. And it's amazing when you build these relationships and we're all lifting each other up and cheering for each other when we have our wins. But the NFT space is growing. Like the OpenSea volume numbers, OpenSea being the largest secondary market, the volume just continuing to grow and grow. And it's like, we're all onboarding these people that we've never really connected with before. And being able to share our stories through art and through NFTs. It's so cool to have you at the forefront of that, being so vulnerable and kind of spearheading like how people can go about this space, not necessarily just being about a big brand and cashing in on that brand, you know, like Nike wants to put out something fancy. But speaking of which, Nike being shoes, with your shoes fuel and your collaboration, I have friends I have seen like go ham on getting these very beautiful shoes that are decorated with your art. And I was curious, actually, how does that work with NFTs? Are they NFTs? Are they connected at all? Is your art and then these are just a different collectible asset being shoes and maybe the artists that you collaborated with in producing those? So the shoes, eventually in the future, I think it'd be so cool to actually have like a chip in it, or I don't know. But that was just the first time messing around with it. 
when you get the NFT of the shoe, you can forge it forever. Every time there's a date, like a forging date, you can forge the NFT. And then with that, you can get the shoe forever. You just have to pay the fee like to actually produce the shoe. And I think that's insane. <laughs> like, that's so crazy. Like, oh, forever, I can just get this shoe as long as I have the NFT, like the access. Me and Artifact, when they told me all of this, it was like Christmas 2020. And I was seeing them just enter the space and they did the cyber shoe and they broke a record on Super Rare. And I was like, wow, look at these guys do crazy shoe stuff. Like you can do so much with a shoe and they're just taking it to the next level. And I love fashion. And then we got in contact and it was talking for months about what should we do? Oh my God, let's do this. Let's do this. Staying up till four in the morning, chatting about different ideas. And it eventually got to the forging the shoe idea. And they're like, well, it's so cool because these people have access to forging the shoes as long as they want. And if there's the argument for a Nike or an Adidas to ever come in, what if a Nike fought to have a shoe NFT so that they could have it at their store and they could keep forging it? Like, we don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> and that's so cool. And yeah, collaborating them with Artifact was amazing. And it was just pure experimentation. And we did not know how the sales were going to go or what the feedback would be. But the feedback has been so supportive and sweet. And I go on Twitter and people are like, I just got my shoes. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> so excited. Do you have any of the shoes? Yeah, I have all pairs and they're the only shoes I wear just because they're so pretty. And now when I look at other shoes, I'm like, why would I wear other shoes? I like my <laughs> shoes. <laughs> so I guess like just to describe a little bit of your aesthetic for people listening, because your art is very colorful, vibrant. There's a lot of energy in it. For someone that's not looking at your work, how would you describe it? Oh, <laughs> how would I describe my art? That's a good question. I would describe my art by saying that if you look at it really fast, it's super bright and poppy and a lot of primary colors and it kind of looks like a children's book. But then if you look at it longer, you realize it's not from a children's book <laughs> and you can read journal entries that I wrote on the art. Sometimes I animate the art and I put sounds of me like crying or yelling or singing over it. Yep, <laughs> that's my art. <laughs> Well, with your shoes, just the shoe and your art combination, I could easily see that somewhere in a designer store here in New York City, and they would fit like right in. I just see you as a future designer, and I'm really excited about what you're going to do next. Have you thought about clothing line or like NFT dresses for different galas? Oh, you bet I have. I've just, <laughs> like I said, craziness on my walls. I've just been in my room, like after Christie's, that was such a big deal. and. I loved the space so much. Like, I loved it when I first joined. Like, oh my God, you can track the art. Oh my God, art is royalties. Oh my God, everyone is so nice. But the more I'm here, I'm just, it's so sacred and special. And the fact that I'm in the position I'm in, I'm like, how lucky am I to be alive so early? So in this new art revolution, evolution thing, and oh my God, my favorite artist did this when he was alive and look at how different he did stuff. I want to do something different. So 
I love fashion and like I have been thinking so much about it and I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but I think it is so important and so amazing and just another sector of art and to see how other people explore it in the space. Like I would love to explore that and I really want to. And I just think, I don't know, fashion is everything. It's what you wear. It's where everyone looks at each other and sees. So I would love to explore fashion. I'm really passionate. (laughs) People think unusual circumstances mean complicated taxes. But for TurboTax Live experts, that's what makes things interesting. Maybe you inherited a condo and are renting it out. Or maybe you're getting paid in crypto and aren't sure how it's taxed. TurboTax Live can now match you with the right expert who has experience in your unique situation. They can answer all of your tax questions or can even take care of the whole filing process for you. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. You do your thing. They've got your taxes. Intuit TurboTax Live. I can totally relate to your experience when I was in middle school and high school. Art, you know, quite literally saved me, right? So I didn't fit in with everybody else and I was off doing art. And I think when I saw you hit the scene, I've been talking about, you know, NFTs and blockchain and art for four years. And most people just didn't get what I was talking about. And then people started coming to me and they're like, have you seen this person, Fuel, who's just like, he's totally killing it and like is sincere. And like, I get what you were trying to talk about, Jason. And I think what it was is blockchain's kind of intimidating. It's technical and art can seem kind of snobby. And you've kind of brought this sincerity and story that just cuts through everything. So I think my question for you would be, you know, you are kind of what a lot of us who started the NFT movement wanted to see, someone who maybe, you know, made that voyage without having been like born with the exact right connections in the art world or whatever, like through your own talent. What advice would you have for people that sometimes I see people like trying to like manufacture an artist personality when I think that, you know, like being themselves more like you might be the way to go. So, you know, what sort of advice would you have for artists that are trying to make it, you know, in the NFT scene? I think this sounds so cheesy. Be yourself. No, but it's good. But for real, like you have to be you. And when you talk to people, like sometimes I would talk to other artists that were like bigger than me, like number wise. And I'd be like, oh, I'm so nervous. What do I say? I have to be so perfect. Blah, 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 blah. And what you think is the perfect thing to say probably isn't. Like, it's probably like, just be you. And when you think about all the amazing artists in history, like they were just so like purely themselves and their art was just so them. So be you. And like, I don't know, the space is really accepting. And I think if you just express like, oh, I'm actually a person, I'm actually me and this is what I'm interested in, you will find those people. Those people are there. And keep making art and showing it because, oh, don't feel annoying for sharing yourself. Like I would feel annoying sometimes tweeting. Twitter is so much. It's just constant recycling and going all the time. So if you tweet like five times, it's okay. There's so much online. It's fine. Just don't feel annoying. It's okay. (laughs) So yeah, I don't know if it was good advice, but that's my advice. I think it's great. Be yourself and don't be afraid to sort of cut through the noise. And then, you know, other question I have is sort of what other artists are you following now? Like who's hot? Who do you like? Who are you really excited about on the scene? There's someone named Erin Beasley. She's 14 years old. I know Erin, yeah. And she's like the smartest person I've met. Like, I don't know how she was so smart, (laughs) so young. And what she's doing with AI and 
she's just always inventing things and making new art and doing like kind of like sciencey stuff, but it's art. And the fact that she's doing that so young and is having the support from the community and like funds to make whatever she wants. I think that when she's older, she's just going to invent something ridiculously so cool. And I just believe in her so hard. I love her. Yeah. Erin Beasley. Awesome shout out. Yeah. I'm a big fan as well. Thanks. Where would you say like your most powerful outlets are for sharing your work? Where do you see the most traction, visibility, support for anyone that's starting out? Oh, Twitter. 100%. The NFT space, everyone I know is on Twitter. I posted art on Twitter before the NFT space. And I was like, dang, I should learn how to use Instagram. I don't know how to use it. It's confusing to me. Like, I don't like that it's all the comments that are hit away. I like Twitter because I can reply to someone's reply and then it's just a whole conversation and the replies and then I can quote tweet something and there's so much interactivity and opportunities to get to know people through Twitter, I feel like. So yeah, Twitter. Well, Twitter and then like, what about the NFT platforms? Oh, NFT platforms. Um, Honestly, like I started with SuperRare, but looking at OpenSea, I think with so many collectibles happening, I think at first people didn't understand how to use OpenSea, like average like collector just new to the space. But now with all the new collectibles, I feel like everyone is kind of learning how to just use OpenSea. So honestly, OpenSea and super rare. What can we expect next? Can you reveal any of the projects you're working on? Are you like under some sort of NDA? <laughs> <laughs> um, I can say fashion. Fashion. I don't know what else. Fashion. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Are we going to see any of your work on a runway in the near future? Ooh, a runway? I want to make my own runway. Okay. Any headbands for you? Oh, I'll do it just for you. Awesome. <laughs> You're the best. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Is there anything else you want to share, Fuo, about your work or where you're imagining the NFT space going? I guess the vision for the NFT space that you want to see the big picture for this movement? I mean, big picture. I feel like a crazy person when I talk to other people. Like every time I talk about NFTs, I'm like, guys, it's the future. And they're like, what? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like NFTs will become a standard eventually. I don't know when, but in my heart, I feel like it's going to become a standard to the point where we don't call things NFTs. Stuff just is. And that's just how it exists. Like when you play games, it will just already be NFT stuff that you're trading. I think art will naturally have just an NFT component just for it would make sense tracking wise. I did a lot of research into diamonds and how they track diamonds and <laughs> make sure that they're authentic. And I was like, whoa, I didn't even know that they were doing that. Oh, my God. And or like LVMH, all the NFC chips in the bags and they're keeping track of that. So I'm seeing things go into blockchain and I'm like, okay, if these people are doing it, it's just going to keep happening. I know so many people are working on different aspects, uh, but I think NFTs are the future. I think it's so natural, this progression. And I think with art, it's so beautiful that I feel like art was the first, like everyone looked at NFTs through art. And I'm excited to see like kids be born into like a world where NFTs are like everything. and how all these people just didn't care and like made the crazy art that they wanted. And it's like a new renaissance. Like I finally have funds to like make a fashion line. Uh, what? 
I have funds to, I want to build a robot. I can do that. <laughs> so I'm excited to see these kids who are born into this and saw other people just not care about the norms and just do whatever they want. And I think like the craziest art ever is going to get made. <laughs> and I'm so excited about it and just excited for what's ahead. I love this space. I love you guys. I love all the things. <laughs> well, I guess like on the flip side of that, do you have any negative feelings or fears or anything that keeps you up at night? Like about this space, any anxiety that's still there? Ooh, anxiety, fears. Um, I don't really know what my fears are. I know I have them. I can't access them right now. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's all a time thing. I think sometimes people look to what's in front of them right now. When I look at this space, I look at it like years, like five years, 10 years, 20, like a long time. And I think some people just look at it within the next three months, which is important when you're building a space and you need to be active. But I think it's important sometimes too, to just take a step back and be like, oh my God, we're still early. <laughs> but when you look at it from the standpoint of if the whole world is going to like go into this space. So, yeah. I think a lot of times I worry that the NFT space may be moving away from sort of what our goals were three or four years ago when I was like working with folks like Data NYC to try to make it possible for people of all age groups and geographies and like to tear down the walls and make it for anyone to come in and do it based on their skill, their merit and their story. And, you know, I think you're just an awesome example of that. And I'm really thrilled that you're out there. Just keep doing what you're doing. I think you're a real role model for lots of artists that I talk to. So appreciate you for being you. Oh, thank you so much. You bet when I was new to this space, I went to your Twitter account and I was just like reading like your threads about history. And I was like, whoa, I didn't even know that that was a thing. Or I didn't even know that this existed before this. Or like, I don't know. I've learned so much from you. So to actually speak to you, I'm happy. Oh. <laughs> and to be here, I'm so happy. I appreciate it. I'll send you a headband. Yeah, I guess like before we go, are there any historical projects that you were really inspired by or like collectibles that you would really want? Like, are you a punk fanatic? Is there any piece of NFT history that you feel like you have to have? I mean, I have two punks right now and I was so nervous <laughs> to get them because I mean, it's ridiculous what's happening with like the floor rising. That's like so interesting to watch, but just I don't know. I was like looking at the space and I was like, I want to have this. I want to have it. I have art and I was nervous to get one. I don't know why. A lot of money. I don't like spending money <laughs> unless it's on art. But then a CryptoPunk, I was like, oh, it's so early. This is so beautiful. And so I have to now. And I love them so much. And they're so special to me. I like go to my little wallet and I look at them and I'm like, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. So much of the space I love. I don't know. I could talk forever. Any projects you're watching now that you find inspirational or different or that you're excited about, even outside of artists? Well, a project I'm watching, there's an artist named Defaced, and he hasn't put it out yet. I don't really know what he's doing, but I talked to him on the phone and he was like, I took everything I've made from art. I have a team now and I'm building this thing. And I hired this guy and da, da, da. So I don't really know what he's doing. But every day I check his Twitter. I'm like, did you drop it on Super Rare yet? I want to bid on it. I don't think I'll win, but I want to get it. So that's what I've been watching. 
Uh oh, I think you just made it more challenging for yourself now. <laughs> well, okay, amazing. Uh, we'll keep an eye on DeFace and thank you so much for coming on. And I look forward to seeing where you go from here and maybe seeing some of your fashion line soon in the near future. Thank you so much. I had so much fun talking to y'all. Yeah, thank you, Fio. Thanks, Fio. Thank you.